Got a cool special episode for you right now on the College Football Daily. My name is Trey Scott, but you're about to hear from Carl Reed, 24-7 Sports National College Football Analyst and a celebrated high school head coach in the state of Missouri. Did a really cool and revealing sit-down interview with one of his former players, Antonio Doyle, who was a top 100 recruit in the class of 2020. Went to Texas A&M and transferred, hit the transfer portal last week. Reed coached Doyle at, at Lutheran North High. Uh, Carl is now the head coach at DeSmet Jesuit. This is, look, this is pretty honest and revealing. These aren't softball questions, Carl's. You can tell he loves him. You can you can tell he loves Antonio Doyle. He's he's grilling him about the maturity and the mindset and how he showed up to College Station thinking he was a superstar and maybe not being the, in the best playing shape of his life and how he can rebound from this, from the disappointment of Texas A&M not working out for him and what he can learn from that and how he can grow and, and maybe even where he could end up next. So You've, you've probably never heard anything like this. So we, we he, Carl did it. He just was like, hey, I, I want to do this. I'm going to do it for a video. And we we're like, yeah, this is awesome. We're going to turn it into a podcast as well. So the first voice you'll hear is Carl Reed getting into it, sharing some wisdom as well with Antonio Doyle, the former Texas A&M linebacker. We're going to get right into this. You know, you and I have had a lot of conversations about this. You know, we've been kind of back and forth. Um, and, and in some instances, we haven't agreed fully on this. But we're going to use this as an opportunity to kind of shed light on the transfer portal and some of the things that it entails. So I'm going to give everybody kind of a rewind. You're coming out of high school, class of 2000, 2020. All right, you're the state player of the year. You are one of the top recruits in the country. You play in the All-American Bowl in San Antonio. You lead it in tackles. You get defensive MVP. All right. You recruited by everybody in the country. Everybody in the country recruits you. And you, yes, you're adamant that you want to go to Texas A&M and play for Jimbo Fisher. So why are we here today? What is the decision? Because I'll admit when you first said this to me, my, my initial response was absolutely not that you got to stay and finish what you started. Um, I really wasn't on board with it from the beginning. But but how do we end up here? And, um, and why are we making this decision to enter the transfer portal? I think AM is a great place, great environment, um, best environment for college football. Um, I enjoyed the Saturdays here. But I just feel like the plans that um, I had on my career coming into college, um, it, it kind of didn't flow through and go through as um, I was expecting with Texas AM. In terms of what? Um, plan uh, as soon as I as soon as I get to work my way up, plan, um, find a way too deep, and just trying to make sure that everything I was bringing to the table was able to be shown within the program. Do you feel like at all times that you did everything you were supposed to do to put yourself in a position? Because let me give you another way to look at it. So when you were coming out of high school. I didn't, or when you were going through this process as a high school student, I didn't think that you handled the recruiting process very well, right? I thought that you kind of got consumed by it, and I thought that it was really tough for you to deal with. When you think about the guys that were recruiting you, when you think about Lincoln Riley and Nick Saban and Coach Orgeron and obviously Jimbo and, and the different guys that recruited you, I thought that you get caught, got caught up like a lot of the top high school players who get caught up in the fame of it 
and you kind of become celebrities and become stars on the internet. And I thought you lost yourself in that process a little bit. And sometimes when that happens, all right, when you have to get back to the work of starting over, because when you go to a place like A&M, you starting over, I think it was hard for you to get back on track and start from the bottom and work your way back up. Um, how do you feel about that? You, you know what we went through from a recruiting standpoint. So what do you think about that perspective of it? I totally agree. I mean, uh, I was considered a superstar at the age of 17, getting opportunities a lot of kids wasn't able to get. So when I got to college, I was I was still in superstar mode. I was enjoying everything they had to offer, eating good. My mind didn't really transition until it's time to get to work until I was already a year in. So I do feel like uh, having I didn't, I didn't take I didn't take the opportunities. I just didn't I didn't take it well. I didn't take I didn't take that that spotlight well and keep applying work over everything. One of the things that that I thought really affected you through the process, and I think that that players need to be able to realize this and understand that this is part of the business. You were primarily recruited by Coach Bradley Dale Pivotal. He came to St. Louis frequently. You were probably his number one guy that he was recruiting at the time. You you guys had a great connection. I don't think that you probably go to AM if it wasn't for him and the way that he recruited you. And he was released two days after you signed. All right. And at that time, um, I mean, you were going through a lot, right? You had the baby on the way. Okay. You were trying to qualify. You still had some academic stuff to get done. And he was a major support system for you. Um, how did you feel like him leaving in the middle of that process and him him being released? How did you feel like that affected you at that point in time? Coach Peeve told Ben there, uh, I put my trust in Coach Peeve, and just him coming around and seeing his face as much as as much as I did, I would have thought he like attended the school or was a teacher there. How much he was coming and supporting, and that kind of that that personal relationship, him checking in on me and talking to me every day, trying to build my personal life. Uh, it put my trust into him to where I knew that if I came to A&M with him, I was going to be taken care of. So um, when I, after I signed and then I got a phone call that he was fired, the, um, or he was he had found a new job or whatnot, it threw me for a loop. I was kind of disappointed. And then I was I really went into A&M just thinking, like, what am I going to do now? That, that's kind of what I was thinking because the guy who was talking to me about the plan, the guy who was um, – on me about what we was going to do with the program and bring back the record crew or whatnot. Everything that we had envisioned, um, I felt like when he lost, when when, when he moved on, uh, I was left behind and, and didn't, didn't really know what to do. But don't we have to understand, like, shouldn't recruits all over the country understand that that is a part of this business? Like, it's multiple coaching changes every year. It's guys moving from one position to another. It's guys getting fired. Don't you feel like it's still your responsibility to be able to play through that, to be able to mentally even get over that, even though it can be difficult. Absolutely. I do feel like when you come out of high school and going into a program, you got to you gotta just put your trust in the process more than anything and do the things that got you there 10 times harder, regardless of the coaching changes, regardless of what happens with the program, the things that got you there, you should just double it, put your head down and keep on working because you never know what's going to happen around you. But the reason you're there shouldn't change. So my next question for you, and, and we, we fought over this quite a bit over the last month, is why now? Like, why right now? I'm a big proponent of the transfer portal. I, I think that it was necessary for the players. I thought that at times coaches took advantage of some of the restrictions that they were able to put in place. To transfers. But one thing that I don't agree with 
across the board is guys jumping in the portal in the middle of the season or towards the end of the season and not finishing the season. Um, I, I was totally against that, but you were adamant that that's what you felt like you needed to do. So why, why did you have to do that right now? Why were you, why did you not, why were you unwilling to finish the season and why are we here right now? I feel like after this, after I wasn't getting like working, working after working and not getting what I wanted as far as from what I was working towards, I just feel like, when I knew I was going to be able to transfer out the portal and make a decision to leave, my mind was focused on leaving. Me, even though I'm not playing or having the role that I have, I'm still a leader to these guys. And my energy being from um, high, excited, working hard, and energetic to drained and really not want to be out here, I feel like I was affecting even even starting players just with my with my drained energy because I had a mindset of leaving. And I felt like, I feel like the team worked worked a good job, and they need they didn't need that type of energy around them, or they need the uh, the negative conversation about leaving around them. I just feel like they deserve more for what they work for. So I feel like the best thing I could do for these players who was working was remove myself. Now you know something that I always taught you guys since you guys were were, were real very young kids is a man gets what he earns when he earns it, right? Yes, sir. And so you in that position. Because if I if I go talk to Coach Fisher and Coach Elko and Santucci and and rewind and they're gonna they they're gonna feel like they did everything for you. They recruited you very hard. Every time I looked up, like Coach Pivotal was in the school, Coach Elko was in the school. Every time that he was able to come out, Jimbo Fisher was always in the school when he was able to come out, and they supported you through a lot of things, right? You had a child, um, your senior year in high school. You were at that time, you were a borderline academic guy. You had to do some work to get qualified and you reported to Camp Lake, right? You reported yes, and you reported out of shape. Man, you were getting into real heated arguments about what you needed to do in terms of working out to be ready when you went into Texas AM. And I think you had a slow start because yes, so if I talk to those guys or what they say, they're going to say that you were a tad bit immature, right? And that you need yes, and that you needed to grow up a little bit. So with that assessment, you know, what are you going to bring to the to the next college that's going to change the situation for you? Because at the end of the day, you know um, that this is still going to be about the work you put in and, and what you decide to do for yourself. The next program I decide to go to is going to be relentless effort. Just relentless every day, all day, doing what's asked of me. Just being the being the 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 leader that they they need, but by example. Um, I think I came into college and I was trying to be the leader, but it was more so talking and more so rushing the process, not putting in the work because I had my mind still in the immature superstar mode that I didn't understand that it's players here who has worked extremely hard and still got nothing, and I was expecting so much, but didn't put in half of the work that they put in. So that's the first thing I want to focus on going to my new program is that. I just work extremely hard. I'm able to perform and make plays, and guys look up to me because of my work ethic and because of the things I do, not what I talk about. And I think guys across the country in your position, guys that are All-Americans and highly recruited, we have to talk about expectation management, right? I think that everybody's expectation is that they're going to walk into campus in the SEC or at another major school, and they're just going to start playing because they were great high school players. But you have to do the things that are required of you on a daily basis to even be prepared to put yourself in the position to be successful. And from an academic standpoint, you had a very slow start as a, as a freshman and you were catching up at the end. 
and the stress academically that you were under, I think it, it, it limited you being able to, to work out the way that you needed to because you had some academic things that you had to figure out. So that's all a part of it. And you know how you do anything is how you're going to do everything. And so it's very important for guys to understand that part. Are you still hungry? Like, are you still, the, uh, what are your goals? Are you still hungry to be the best? You went, in, you went into college um, with some goals that you haven't reached. And I, I'll tell you, like we've always talked about, failure forces you to confront your ego like nothing else will, right? And if, the, if there really is a winner inside of you, failure will force it to come out more than anything else will. So are you still hungry to prove that you're one of the best players in the country? Is that still something that's high up on your priority list when these schools are looking at you um, and trying to recruit you out of the portal? I'm still hungry. Um, I know when I lock in, uh, I'm, I'm the best linebacker. Uh, I, I, I think I'm the best. I know I'm the best, actually, when I'm focused and I'm locked in and I get comfortable, I just get the job done. I just dominate the game and I, I'm, I'm playing to impose my will. When I get back on my, when I get back to the, when I get to the program I'm going to, I'm gonna dominate, and I plan on shocking the world. You know, we we come from a place. You know, when you say when you say shocking the world, I think we come from a place where everybody's always watching you, where everybody is 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 waiting to see what you do. But more than proving it to the world or proving it to anybody else, I want you to know that you got to prove it to yourself, right? This is this is about you and what your goals are for yourself the kind of man you want to be, the kind of life that you want to live, the kind of things that you want to have, the kind of father that you want to be for your, for your child, the, you know, those kind of things. And that's something that you have to prove yourself within. I don't want you to go into the situation um, feeling like you have to prove anything to anybody else because if you really want it, um, it's out there for you. But you have to put the work in. You have to be accountable. You have to go to class every day. You have to be on time. You have to do the things that you're supposed to do, all right, in order to be the player and the person that you say you want to be, all right, because we all know that everything is attainable, but it comes at a price. One of the things that people are going to want to know um, when they start talking recruiting is, are you looking at the two local schools? Are you looking at the University of Missouri and the University of Illinois? You were committed to Missouri prior to, to signing with Texas. You decommitted and went to Texas A&M. Then at the end, you were really close. A lot of people don't realize how close you were to yeah. signing with Illinois instead of Texas A&M. That was something that came out down to the wire. And I kind of sat back, me and your mom, and we let you make that decision for yourself. A lot of people do want to know, are, are you considering either of those programs you know, as you as you are mulling over this situation. Yes, yeah, so I'm looking into both of them programs. Um, two good schools. I just feel like I can go in and help. So I'll be showing my interest always and talking to them coaches. One of the things that I think came up while you were at AM was the NIL situation. When and I think that right when the NIL got instituted, I think that every college player in the country kind of started going crazy and wanting to think about the money. But I still believe, and I told you this when you first asked me about it, and I was talking to a group of you guys that are playing in college now about it, is there's still nothing more valuable than being a great player, right? Right. If you focus on being the best player that you can be, money will always find talent, right? 
the the NIL deal still does not still does not outweigh the potential money that you can make by really focusing in and getting an NFL contract. You know, so I'm not against the NIL, but I, I want you guys to really focus on keeping the main thing the main thing in terms of being a, a quality football player. You you kind of understand what I what I mean by that? Like just making sure that you're focused on being a great player and a great teammate, you know, in the, in the whole nine, because there's still a lot of value in being a great teammate, being a great leader, being a guy that contributes to winning. Because if you're a guy that contributes to winning, you know, that's going to put you in a position that nothing else will. You know, so one of the last things um, that I want to say to you before we, before we get out of here, I think the problem with a lot of guys is they enter college and their expectations are out of whack is that a lot of guys talk about what they've done, not what they've got to do. You know, you were – one of the best recruits in the country. You were an All-American in high school. You were a state champion, but all of those things are in the past and you only are achieving success, right? At the moment that you actually do it. But now you have to really lock in on what you need to do to be successful moving forward. So if you were, if you were giving advice to any of the guys that are looking at colleges right now that are top level recruits, What's some of the things that you would tell them to keep their mind right as they go through the process and as they preparing to be college football players? Things I would tell kids coming out of high school, I'll stay focused and go against the adversity. Chase the, chase the hard times. Go wherever it's hard at, go hard. Like Chase after the hard way. Get uncomfortable because that's all college is. It's a changing process. Be willing to change. Be able to, be able to change your stance. Be able to learn a technique. That, that's going to take you to the next level. You have to be able to optimize in the situation. Wanted to adapt, and I just say erase it. Erase, erase the past. That doesn't mean overlook it. it. It has done, but it has done. It's over with. You have when you go into college, you start fresh and just just be a be a sponge, soak in everything, soak in everything they teach you, and just take it and run with it. But leave everything else behind. As a recruit, what I would say to to all of the young guys is, you can't look at this like a picture. You have to look at it like a movie because things are always going to change. Coaches are going to change. Coordinators are going to change. Situations are going to change. But you have to be steady and you have to be constant and you have to keep working no matter what circumstances are in front of you. All right. And so as you guys prepare to enter the transfer portal and take on recruiting again, you should be a little more educated about the process than you were the last time. But still remember ultimately that the outcome of it and the success you have or that you don't have is going to really come down to you and what you put into it because you're only going to get out of it what you put into it. All right? Absolutely. We appreciate you coming on tonight, Antonio. And as always, you know better than anybody. Keep working. Keep working.